Holy cow, this is Sports Best Broadcasting Fake Live and Direct on the Reposted Podcast Network. Also trading as a cryptocurrency. Our crypto ticker is SBDUMP. Does feel good to be a virtual currency. He is Andrew Ripple Keller. I'm Larry Ethereum Olson. Hello there, Mr. Keller. Holy cats, holy dogs. Yesterday in Hollywood, Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot in the stomach and her two French bulldogs were stolen. Breaking news from Los Angeles. What a weird thing to have happen. Do you think that person thought they were going to get ransom for taking a dog? Well, that was my initial question when you said that. Did they know it was Lady, Lady Gaga or was it just like a random dog napping? Unclear. We're following the story closely here in Los Angeles, but uh, her dog walker got shot. And also our local taco, taco stand had a shooting. That was sad. Well, this is interesting because I feel like everybody in L.A. is only talking about Tiger Woods, but apparently there's other things going on. What is KTLA covering? Other things are happening in Los Angeles. <laughs> the COVID restrictions are lifting, but you're right. Everyone is talking about Tiger Woods. This happened when we were, were recording, but... On Tuesday, Tiger veered off the road, flipped his car multiple times. It was shattered. He went to the hospital. Apparently, they used the jaws of life to get him out of the car. He had open fractures affecting both his upper and lower portions of his right tibia and fibula. I think he still might win the Masters. What do you think? <laughs> Is he even going to get on a plane ever again? Oh man, I, I I don't know. It made me think of the Alex Smith injury, and I looked it up, and it was the it was he had a spiral compound compound fracture on the same on his tibia and fibula, um, but it was his right leg. So I mean, he can come back from it. But USA Today did a breakdown of all of Tiger's injuries throughout his life, and I mean, kind of thinking about it, you talk about players' careers and how old they are, and you can't just use their age. Like Tiger started playing golf when he was three, so. Uh, ostensibly he's been playing for 42 years and like you kind of talk about how Kevin Durant Kevin Garnett started in the NBA when he was 18 like it's just more mileage so like he's 45 but it's different than a 45 year old Phil Mickelson who probably started playing golf when he was a teenager so athletes are freaks that's why they they're good at what they do like for instance Tim Linscombe was the short pitcher for the Giants whose arm was like almost like plastic which enabled him to make pitches Tiger Woods is back was nimble as a kid, which allowed him to get the torque to hit the ball really far. But at some point, does like do bodies just break down? Like, is it just inevitable that, or did Tiger facilitate that with a rough lifestyle? I mean, I think he facilitated with a, a rough lifestyle. Uh, Tom Brady is the poster child of clean yeah. living, and he's doing fine. Tiger unsubstantiated, but widely believed that he used steroids for part of his career, and you're. You're putting more strain on your ligaments and joints than your body is meant to handle. And so on the backside of it, you can't walk very well. I mean, we're seeing it more now that we're far enough away from the steroids era that like it really does take a toll on you. And I, the car crash, I would say maybe if Tiger didn't take steroids, he wouldn't have broken his leg. So my question when I heard this story that is- was a joke. Uh, that was a well, joke. Well, I was thinking it was karma, like, because that's my point about this. Is, this. is this karma? Like, you hear this story, Tiger Woods ran off the roadway. I think everybody immediately goes like, was he on drugs? What was going on? Like, is he trending downward still? Or is this just a random freak accident? He just happened to be driving a car and veered off the road. I think that uh, my first thought was, 
when I heard this is we're in, in a few days, we're about to get a slew of text messages and voicemails from Tiger saying, don't send this out. Um, I mean, yeah, it, people think it's karma. I'm my, my best pragmatic guess is he just had his back surgery. He probably is on some version of a painkiller. Maybe he was shooting a text message and just lost control of the car. I, I don't know if it's karma, but, um, you know, I mean, if, if it was Karma, Ray Lewis, this would happen to Ray Lewis. So here's my thinking. <laughs> like, if you're as famous or as rich as Tiger Woods, don't you just never want to drive again? Don't you just want someone driving you everywhere you go? No. I mean, I would I would never. I wouldn't want to have a driver. You wouldn't. I like, I like driving. I mean, I, I, would, I would think most people, I think most people would rather have a driver. But I think when you're that type of a personality that you're in control of all your workouts and you're... Like he's probably a control freak. And I think sitting in the back seat being driven around is probably not his idea of a good time. I will say this. I saw a little bit of the golf tournament. He was at the uh, golf tournament, the Genesis Open down in LA because he was the winner last year and he had to give the trophy to the guy that won this year. And he kind of briefly popped up on the TV and was being interviewed. And God, he looked like hell. Like he, like some, like once again, doesn't someone on his team go like, hey, Tiger, uh, maybe you don't want to go on TV because you don't look good. Yeah, I mean, the, the, tax the taxation of being that famous man there you can't even compare it i mean michael jackson is maybe that famous yeah or like there's a level of uh, we're the roosevelt hotel there we were walking around la name drop the uh the beatles when they stayed there they came in via helicopter They, (laughs) they landed on the roof like there's a level of stardom that the tiger woods has it's got to be he can't live a normal life he's and that's taxing. And, you, you know, you see that in um, that documentary that they made on HBO, like that his dad raised him to be this amazing golfer, but sort of limited, it didn't raise him to be a human being. And when all of this fame comes at you, like you just almost can't handle it. Right. There's nothing to set you up for that. And that's why nine out of 10 child stars end up <laughs> having an overdose. The, the last thing I will say about this Tiger Woods, there is a big golf tournament going on, the WGC. And so, of course, they're there. All the big top golfers in the world are there, and they're asking about Tiger Woods. And Rory McIlroy's asked, like, hey, will Tiger play golf ever again? And, and Rory's like, hey, man, he's alive. Can't we just be happy that the dude is alive and that his kids still have a dad? Why are we asking if Tiger's going to play golf again? Because we know he's been dehumanized by us. He's just yeah, – he's, yeah. he's, he's an entertainment – a robot on TV and, and probably all all athletes are like that if Tom Brady was in the same crash people would say is he going to play football again not how is his quality of life going to be moving I, forward I feel like I need to push back on that we know Tom Brady would play football again he'd drink a couple of his power shakes he'd rejuvenate the body he'd be good have an avocado smoothie <laughs> do, do we fully get the Tiger Woods thing out of our system do we is there anything left any meat on the bone I remember Tiger Woods golf on Xbox was a fun game. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Um, Andrew, we are this weekend starting up Cactus League baseball games. Spring baseball officially starts on Sunday. They'll be playing games out in the desert. I know my local teams, the Giants and A's, start up their schedule on Sunday. So here's the deal. A's have an interesting idea of how they're going to set up this regular season. Now, in spring training, I think it's like 25% capacity for those games. And they don't really know yet. They haven't announced what's going to happen for the regular season baseball games. But A's fans right now can buy vouchers for tickets to regular season games. So for some reason, 
once again, I don't like that might work for the Yankees, but the A's don't sell out games to begin with. <laughs> but there's some for some reason, hey, right now, go on, buy a voucher. And then at some particular point, when we say game tickets will go on sale, you can turn in that voucher for an actual ticket. And by the way, we're selling them in pod safe tickets in two and four seat sections. <laughs> I mean, the A's were the running joke through the entire last season that they could not change anything and still be within the guidelines of, of social distancing. So, I mean, I think they're able to do this because they're, they're not at, um, they're not in danger of selling out like the Yankees or the giants or fill in the blank of team that uh, the local fans support are going to sell out. And so there would be a lot more headache moving down the road. Um, I think I like that they're moving this direction and it's smart. You got to be innovative. So good on them for selling some tickets. Did you buy any vouchers yet? I have not bought an A's voucher. Can I just say, typically speaking, I go to like one A's game a year. And I usually go on like the night they have the half off deal. So it's like six bucks a ticket. So I could bring the whole family for like 30 bucks. There is never, ever in my entire 18 years of living here in the Bay Area, ever a reason to buy an A's ticket early. <laughs> they just you just don't need to do that. No, you can you can sit on the third baseline, eight rows up for <laughs> 20 bucks during good times. I, that was my way to see the the Rangers when I lived in San Francisco. I'd be like, oh, just top on Bart. That's a couple bucks. And then tickets are free. He's like, hey, I want to go in. They're like, sure, just come on in. Yeah, you know, it's funny about it. I mean, me and you have the same philosophy when you lived in San Francisco with Giants tickets. Like, those just come raining out of a tree, too. You just be like, some eventually, somebody, hey, you want to go to Giants game? Okay. Yeah, I saw Matt Cain's perfect game when wow. I was at work and someone's like, hey, we have a we have a <laughs> yeah. luxury box. Do you want to watch the game? And I was like, meh. Uh, like, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> I worked across the street from the ballpark and you just got to go to last second games all the time. I'm really glad I did not change. I, I, I accepted the offer from the luxury box. I watched Matt Cain's perfect game. <laughs> the next year I watched Tim Linscombe throw a no-hitter. I feel like you're doing a lot of uh, name dropping, place dropping, Roosevelt Hotel, your Giants luxury box, whatever. I mean, you got things, man. The Roosevelt Hotel. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's name dropping. You live close place to dropping. Hotel. Oh, when I was at the Roosevelt Hotel, when I was at the, just doing some place drop. That's fine. Hey, I'm not judging. Yeah, I'm, I'm place <laughs> dropping uh staying with baseball uh tywin walker has been foiled at every turn Remember when i played football i was 65 that was my number um playing offensive line and when i finally got to high school our junior highs combined and this other guy he was 65 and he was better than me and he took my number but I moved out to tight end and switched to 47. So AK 47 wouldn't have been more. And if it wasn't that, but Taiwan Walker was number 44 growing up. And when he went to the Mariners in 2016, Paul Goldschmidt had that number and he's like, well, crap. So he switched to 99 because most people don't wear 99. That's a, that's a random number, but then he goes to Toronto and Ryu has 99. So he's like, well, I'll switch to double zero because it's even more rare. And now he's at the Mets and Mr. Matt wears double zero, and he's like, crap, switching back to 99. He got beat out by the mascot. That's embarrassing. Is there no way that the mascot could switch to another number? Like, Mr. Oh, Matt has to be. There's a way. It could happen. But uh, Taiwan <laughs> Walker, I, I'm reading this story. It just made me think. And I went down the, the rabbit hole, and Toronto has some kind of juju in the water that makes people that show up there have to switch numbers. So, like, famous – 
people that paid to get their number. Ricky Henderson was number 24 and he went to the Blue Jays in 93 and he paid $25,000 for Turner Ward to give up the number. Roger Clemens did it in 97. He, he paid $15,000 and gave a Rolex away to keep his number. So Toronto, if you go to Toronto, you got to pay up. I am far from a numerologist. You mentioned you had a number fiasco of your own in your lifetime. Why don't we, I know you know people at the ESPNs, wouldn't this be a great documentary? Like how much a number means to a player? Like, is it like, eh, whatever? Or like Tom Brady this year, he moved from the Patriots to the Bucks. Someone gave me that number. It's like, is it a big deal to have that specific number? I think so, yeah. I, also, I didn't know this. You might remember this, but in 95, uh, when the Bulls were in the playoffs, Jordan had been wearing number 45 and switched, and they got fined $100,000 because he switched numbers. I knew he switched, but I didn't know that there was a $100,000 fine tied to that. And then, by the way, as you remember, Kobe Bryant was number eight and then had a little problem in Colorado. And then I think went to 45? Maybe. I think I'm so. Sure. But also, the, these people are wildly superstitious. And so, like, especially baseball, they have their routines of doing their batting glove and pine tar in their hat, helmet. And so I think, wouldn't it be fascinating? Like, I, I kind of get the sense, too, that these guy players are superstitious and that they really do care about this number. I think there would be a story behind that. I wasn't superstitious, and I don't know how long ago. I was a sophomore in high school. That was a while ago. I'm still upset that I had to give up 65. <laughs> so imagine being a professional athlete with the ego involved. I, I think there's a 30 for 30 built in right there. He's still bitter. I love it. Yeah, I am. We have breaking honey bun news. It is. She's I can take responsibility for being a little bit late on that drop. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, you're busy place dropping. You got things to do today. The NBA is announcing reserve selections for next month's All Star game in Atlanta. And guess who's going to be there? That's right. One James Honey Bun Harden. He is now a Brooklyn net. You know, he got traded from the Rockets in the middle of the year. He's averaging almost 25 points, 11 assists in 18 games with Brooklyn. He joins his teammates, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like in recent seasons, I don't know if you're familiar with this all-star game. They're going to combine the all-stars into one pool and then the captains choose who they yeah. want. Yeah. I remember that. Was it last year? The first year they did that? I, I think it's been two years. Okay. I think it's been two years. The game also like last year features the, Elam ending in which the teams play to a final score as opposed to a tied fourth quarter. So like last year, the final score will be determined by taking the combined score of the teams that's ahead through three quarters and adding 24 points in honor of Kobe Bryant to that total. Oh, well, that's nice. I like that. The, that's always the, the, the all-star game is such a shootout. There's no well, defense. I, love but it. That, I mean, I feel like they figured out like, yeah, we can't do it like with a time thing. Cause one team will be up by 40 points. And so now they got this whole Elam ending. I don't even know what that means, but it does seem like the game's going to be more competitive. But as we've determined, nobody cares about this game to begin with. Right. And as Keisha Lance Bottom says, no partying in uh, Atlanta. Don't That's come to really. Atlanta if you want to party. Keisha Lance Bottoms. The mayor of Atlanta's name is Bottoms. You don't remember that? We, we, taught, we read this story last week and her name was in the headline. Wow. Well, speaking of headlines, I want to talk about Jameson Hensley. He works for ESPN, and I can imagine the amount of smug 
smiling he put on his face when he penned the first sentence of this article. John Harbaugh covered the spread and the NFL doesn't kick <laughs> off for another seven months. <laughs> what a stupid sentence. I hate Jameson so much for that. It's clever. Maybe I hate him because I didn't come up with it. It's such a dad joke. But John Harbaugh and his wife went to a fundraiser at Jimmy's Seafood Restaurant. They were raising <laughs> money for Baltimore bars and restaurants. And he said, you know what? Actually, he gives credit. His wife, it was his wife's idea. She said, you know what? We should pay for everyone's food. And I thought, I, I guess that would be like a $12,000 bill. And they said it was about two k So that's a nice move. To me, the story is John Harbaugh covered the spread. To me, the story is, would you eat at a place called Jimmy's Seafood? For sure. Really? I mean, any seafood, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore crabs. Have you ever been to Baltimore? Listen, this I don't know a lot in life, but you do not want Jimmy's crabs. You do not want crabs from Jimmy. That's what I know. Have you been to Baltimore? <laughs> I have, and I've had crabs. Uh, like whatever the tributary. I have not had Jimmy's crabs. I got crabs from another guy. <laughs> I'm not a big crab guy. I'm the wrong. I'm not a big crab guy. I just don't. I don't know. Shellfish just doesn't. Lobster. I mean, my crab. only rule is I don't like to eat seafood in landlocked areas. But Baltimore, Baltimore's good. San Francisco, I'm good. Do you, so I, I feel like I'm the wrong guy to say this story to, too, because I, if I was rich and famous, man, I would just be buying restaurants meals left and right. Just being like, I got it. Well, I mean, I think you are the cautionary tale of every <laughs> NFL player. You would be broke two years after Listen, the league. I'm not. I don't know James Harbaugh that well, Who? John Harbaugh. But I, <laughs> the I got a known third Harbaugh, James. Uh, I got to believe he's done pretty good with his money. He's probably pretty smart. He can afford to kick down 2K to buy. Wherever he goes out to eat, he could just be like, yo, I got it, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you can't, you can't do that every time you go out. Yes, he could. He could. Spend $2,000 a day yes. on food? Yes. No. Yeah, I'm sure his wife and him don't go out every night, but every once in a while, I got it, everybody. It's on me. Two grand a week on food? I mean, I guess. Well, I guess what you can do is stake out restaurants and just start eating. Just follow him around and cross your fingers that maybe one day your uh, bill will get picked up. Once I like paid someone behind me at McDonald's to drive to him, like, I got whatever they got. Just put it on my bill. I did that once. How does that work? You just like, hey, you say whatever they're going to get, just add it to my tab. Oh, because the order comes in. Yeah. I thought that, yeah, you don't prepay. Uh, I've never done that and I've never had that happen to me, but you have been to the Roosevelt hotel. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting at the penthouse of the Ritz Carlton in Monte Carlo <laughs> gambling with a Sultan who I cannot name. The Washington football team is going to announce their new team name. Sometimes I wake up on the wrong side of bed, and I think today is one of those days because I'm just being negative left and right with Keisha Lance Bottoms, with Tiger Woods. And uh, here's another one. Washington football team has announced they have a website, WashingtonJourney.com, and they are going to name their team in 2022. They said, quote, on their website, we've transitioned from our old name. Now it's time to write a new legacy. The future of Washington football arrives in 2022. I say, if you have a two, if you have a new team name, announce it this season, 2021. 
Is there a chance they're pulling the old Sammy suck along here and that the, the name is the Washington franchise and they're just doing this whole thing to suck us along? Maybe. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of Sammy suck along. I've never heard that before, but I'm going to use that moving forward. That's the poker term where you're like kind of low key playing it and you got, you actually have a high card. I mean, isn't there, there's a, I mean, it's gotta be better than 50, 50 that their name is just going to be the Washington franchise. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been successful. People like yeah. it. They've done a good job branding. I, I don't want to, I just don't want to, why were they dragging this out? Announce it now or announce it during uh spring trade or not spring training when they get back to training camp in July or August. Because they're pulling the Sammy suck along, Andrew. Well, it's the Sammy suck along. Maybe they need to head down to Baltimore and eat some of Jimmy's crabs. <laughs> Join you in the Roosevelt room. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Maybe you, maybe it's your box seats at the Giants game. Wherever you might be. I don't know. Wherever you're happening, whatever place you're dropping. The first time I ever had split pea <laughs> soup was in the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> he is Andrew Keller, a place dropper. I'm Larry Olson. This has been Sports Best.